to all you Oklahomans who are interested in getting backstage with some really fascinating people. Welcome to Pepper's Podcast. Good evening. It's Pepper with Pepper's Podcast. This is episode six, and we are just about two weeks past the Oklahoma Arts Festival, which is one of the most amazing things Oklahoma City does each year. And tonight's guest is the director of the Oklahoma City Arts Festival. I'd like for everybody to meet Seth Lewis. Hey there, guys. How are you doing, Pepper? <laughs> I am doing great. Seth, thank you so much for joining us. Um, just in, in, as an intro, tell us, what is the Arts Council? Arts Council of Oklahoma City is a nonprofit, and our mission is to bring the arts and community together. So we do that in ways through our outreach programs. Um, my previous programs, opening night, our New Year's Eve celebration, the Twilight's concert series. Um, but we're also known for putting arts in schools that are underserved, as well as senior centers and park, park recreation centers. Yeah. It, what what comprises the arts council uh, who how many people is it just people in oklahoma city i mean this fascinates me i do not know anything about this council yeah so we're a staff of 12 here and we do reach the Oklahoma city metro area um as far as our main reach for schooling and parks and senior center centers um, but our major programming like festival of the arts and opening night reaches statewide regionally and nationally and so this Arts Council, how long has it been around? Oh, that's a good question. Um, long, long. Festival's been around for 55 years, and Arts Council has been around for longer than I can remember. And I want to talk mainly tonight, if you don't mind, about the Arts Festival itself. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned other things the Arts Council is involved in. Uh, would you please go through each of the different things the Arts Council participates in and just kind of give the audience uh, an idea of the reach, um, the endeavors that the Arts Council participates with. Yeah, so we have a lot of really cool programming here. Um, well, one that's um, not probably known out to the general downtown area past that is Art Moves. So every weekday from 12 to 1, we have artists that, and, you know, pr previous times we were in downtown locations uh, doing performing arts, visual arts, um, bringing the arts to the community that way and um, letting the downtown community just pop up in like Leadership Square, the Merritt Gardens, um, and the corners of streets, Paseo sometimes. And we've moved that structure now to online so that that programming can be found every day on our Facebook page from 12 to 1. And you might see a singer-songwriter one day, you might see a dancer the next day, a visual artist, a poet, how, how, how do you find the artists or, or do they come to, how do how do artists participate in the art moves program so that's that program is um, spearheaded by chase kirby uh one of my amazing co-workers and he works diligently year-round to find the best and hottest and new talent that's in this area and sometimes we have regional acts even that are traveling that he finds and gets them to come through and perform for us for that one hour and all those artists are paid artists. Like we make sure we engage those artists and, and give them funding for what they do. It's not, they're not performing for free. For, for sure. And so the Art Moves Project is something, is that something fairly new or has that been around in Oklahoma City for a few years? It's been, oh, it's been around since uh, 
long time with the, with the organization. Does, the whole organization does, itself has been, been around since 1967. Wow, okay. But I, I don't, know, don't know exactly when our moves came on, but it's been a prominent program in the Oklahoma City area for, mul for multiple years. And so if a local artist wants to be featured or somehow uh, gain attention from your Art Moves project, do they just reach out to you on Facebook? Or? I think the best way to do it is to visit our website, artscouncilokc.com. Perfect. Click on that um, box that says Art Moves and our programmings, and they can reach out to Chase that way or always in email us at info at artscouncilokc.com. I, I hear um, people talking, local artists, and there's a lot of people that are talented uh, that may not know about the art moves. And that information, I think, is really, really valuable for the young artists that, that are wanting to display their talents. Um, okay, so art moves is one program. What's another? Another great one we do, um, it's all access to arts. And that's where we actually put immersive art into like our program's neighborhood arts, which is the Metropolitan Library System partnership. Um, Arts in the Park, which is Oklahoma City Parks and Recreation, the different rec centers, and then our all access arts um, main, it, a lot of it is in schools. And so during this transition of COVID, um, last year we integrated to a fully online system. So you can go to our YouTube page and you can learn to uh, watercolor, you can learn to um, tap dance. You, there's all different kinds of art you can learn, but now we're actually being able to integrate our teachers back into schools to teach us students that didn't have uh, programs in their schools or were underserved there. But so, also another cool thing that does our creative aging, and that's where we go into the senior centers. And there's a video once on our page that shows these seniors learning to paint trees, Christmas trees out of three yeah. different paints. And they in turn got to mail those out to a family that they weren't able to see during the last year. That is so cool. And so you guys are accessing the schools, uh, maybe even the nursing homes and the people that are going out to the schools and nursing homes, are they uh, sponsored by the Arts Council? Or are they volunteers? Are they're they? All, they're all paid teachers by Arts Council of Oklahoma City um, and, and, and on, um, through us. And so um, the, the programs that you've talked about so far, everything seems to re require funding. Where does the funding come from? Well, thanks to some amazing community sponsors, uh, we uh, received funding from um, Midfirst Bank and as much uh, Allied Arts, you know, it's an amazing organization supports us, as well as many other private and individual donors That's that come through to help fund our projects. And so the, the funding's pretty much local entities, local businesses, local citizens, uh, putting money together for the Arts Council to fund uh, artists, to go out outreach to schools, to uh, nursing homes, senior centers. Uh, I think that's amazing. So art moves, all access to arts. Uh, what's another program? Uh, we opening night. There's no better, better way to ring in the New Year's than with opening night in downtown OKC. Uh, we kick it off in the morning with a 5K, runs through downtown, and then we close it out with raising the ball in Oklahoma City that we have a custom-made three-ton steel, steel ball <laughs> that we raise and because um, you know we don't drop the ball in Oklahoma, we raise it. We raise it um, for sure. <laughs> and, so and so that's uh, a great opening, program. Uh, opening night, uh, it occurred this year, or December thirty-first into January. Uh, how many people participated in the five K? So this year was a little bit different because, the, um, but in years past, we had forty-five thousand people ringing in the New Year with us 
Um, this year changed a little bit different because we did went to a full and little pepper. We we transitioned two weeks before New Year's Eve to being a fully five hour live streamed event. But you know that's amazing. That yeah. is uh, shows a real talent on the parts of the council to be able to transition from having something live to a live stream. And you know compliments. That that's not an easy process. So it was, it was, I think I think the hardest task was with that was the was a fun one was because there was also a thunder game that night and <laughs> we needed 300 feet of fiber optic cable to do our cameras and there's none in the state except for the, the with the thunder and we literally sent someone to drive to dallas and back for one day to get that cable to make sure our stream was high quality and reached the entire city and, and, and further and, and so backstage you know the people that attend these live streams or in the past have attended the opening night uh you know there has to be just an appreciation for the amount of work it takes to put on an event like that and the logistics and the small little efforts like driving down to Dallas to get the cable to get back in time. Um, the, your hard work's appreciated because- Well, it's, you know, it's just a little bit of our hard work. We couldn't do it without the sponsor dollars or our volunteers. So the opening night, Festival of the Arts, it all has volunteer committees that come through and volunteer their time and the energy. So for opening night and festival, there's two co-chairs and then that funnels down to day chair, uh, separate subcommittees that then have day chairs. So like we literally have over for festival over four thousand volunteers make that happen. And are your volunteers local people or all are they local. for all local? Different, and different. Um, you know, friends and families that have been in it for the last fifty-five years. People, uh, OG&E or other organizations that come out and bring a team out with them and volunteer for an entire day. But yeah. When you come out to the festival and you see when it happens, you'll see a team of 12 that are like over my overseeing thing, but it is really weird, a volunteer run organization for our major public events. And so the volunteer run organization and the framework that you guys utilize for the arts festival, is that something invented locally? Is that something that you took the model off of other art festivals or other art councils? How, how did you guys come up with this structure? It's, it was, uh, the, the volunteer system is actually developed internally. There's done different aspects of festivals we might build in from other organizations, but our volunteer structure is very tried and true through us and is why you see such success through our events. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, art moves, all access to arts, opening night, um, and I assume the other big endeavor is the arts festival. It's Festival of the Arts. You're the director of it. When do you start planning for the next art festival for 2022's art festival? So when when well let us when festival closes on that Sunday at 6 p.m. takes us about five days to tear it down. On that sixth day, I rest. On the seventh day, <laughs> right back at it. Right back at it. We're, we're in full swings. Like tomorrow evening is our our chairman's party to celebrate our volunteers and i'm literally right now in the process of starting the application process for our next artist for 2022 for 20 and, and tell me I, because i went to the arts festival this year i've been to many of them in the past the um, the artists that are present they're first class artists uh, the artwork there is fantastic the the food trucks i mean it, it's a first class event how how do you address or how do you create the threshold 
for the types of artists that come next year? What's the process? We have a jury process, actually. So they apply nationally and they will submit um, images of their artwork. And we hire two, three jurors, uh, two out-of-state jurors that are um, from different art organizations or professional artists in their own realm, and then one local artist. And we juror every single artist that comes through here in 12 different mediums to ensure that we have the highest class fine arts festival in the region and nation. That, that, that's fantastic. And I guess, you know, I'm a trial lawyer. So if I'm an artist from Arkansas, I submit my art and I don't meet the threshold. Is there an appeals process or am I just out? Uh, unfortunately, when those, once that list is set, you will be notified that you either were uh, not made it this year or you're waitlisted. Uh, based on your scoring system. And, and so is there, uh, what's the what's the magic number of artists that you guys invite? We, every year we have 144 artists of, uh, across 12 different mediums from 3D sculpture to 2D watercolor and oil, uh, photography, all different realms. So 12 uh, mediums, 12 artists, 144 total artists present. Roughly, uh, like we, there, there's percentages of like what, um, there can be no more, like, let's say 20% of a certain um, uh, medium. And we look at numbers of repeating artists of um, quality and sales and invite them back. And then there's still open up the scale for the rest of the different people as well. So it's, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a process and it takes you know, a good, I mean, um, they, we do a two month application process, people to supply the artists fly, the jurors fly in for three days. And we hit it hard for like 16, 24 hours of going every, through every single artist's slide and looking at those. And then we make our decision and then um, those artists are invited to attend. But, you know, things happen and those artists can drop out due to, you know, family conditions or sure. what may happen. And we have artists that, you know, that off their, based on that scoring system that are we have on a wait list and we will call them next and offer them a contract for that spot. And, and so now you have the, the artists kind of set uh, do you have any input in the art that they actually bring or do you, how do you control or if you control at all, the actual booth and what the artist presents? They can only bring what they were um, submitted for or they submitted for. So if, um, you submitted in for oil painting and you sent us the, that, the, the very of your style of oil work, you can only bring that style you couldn't, you couldn't all of a sudden bring a pottery piece in and try to sell that pottery piece. Gotcha. So um, we and, and you have to have originals. The, the originals are there. No one can just bring in a bunch of prints and come in. You, we allow a certain amount of prints, so it's affordable for everyone. But you have to have original pieces on site and available and be present the entire time of the festival. I and so um, the festival is multiple multiple days. Do the Six artists? <laughs> do the artists? pack up every night and then come back in the morning and unpack or is that um is the area sealed off and they leave everything there so they leave their art with us we are we have a great partnership with the Oklahoma city police department and we have officers on duty all day and all night with them and um the tents the tents the structure of the festival itself the tents are we own and are, are we build we build that through our production crews so those tents are stay there the whole week well multiple weeks before and the week after and they keep their stuff in there they zip close at night and they're secure um and they will move out they'll load in on a monday 
and it literally Sunday night at 6 p.m., 6.01, those artists are packing up and there's a line <laughs> and, and they're, they're moving on to their next show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so do you coordinate the Oklahoma City Arts Festival with other major art festivals around the nation so there's not a conflict on scheduling or do you guys pick the date and say, artists, this is when we're going to have it? Our annual date is the last week of uh, the last full week in April is our as our date, and that's kind of nationally known. There's not um, that I know of on top of my head any other festivals during our week. Uh, there are some other events, major events that happen during our week that sometimes draw a little artist work, but um, for the most part, with our network of festivals, we we're known to be the last right of spring in April. So um, this is the first year you were the director of the arts festival. Yes. What did you do right and what did you do wrong? What, uh, what, <laughs> what mistakes did you make and what did you say, hey, man, I did this exactly right? Because um, putting I, on, putting well, on a festival like that is not easy. It's yeah, unbelievable you know, work. I think that you just, you live, you, like, you know, rate-wise, I think that our, our, our protocols of spreading out the festival, making a wider footprint for everyone to space out, that that was great. We really enjoyed being on the east side of City Hall and moving our stages there. Um, I think that there's always room for improvement with everything we do. Um, so I think that, uh, well, I don't think that I did anything wrong this year. <laughs> I know that I can start putting my personal touches on festival with the organization to improve on it, uh, the rich history that we have. For sure, for sure. But, it, uh, you know, I have tried to put on events and <laughs> during the event, I kicked myself for not doing X, Y, and Z and uh, very seldom pat myself on the back, but at uh, the arts festival, you deserve a pat on the back. That, yeah, that went over really well. And I say when I, the, you know, the not things went wrong, you gotta remember, I've got 4,000 volunteers that are supporting me and the event the entire day. So if there is, you know, let's say a medical emergency, there's protocols that happen in place. They, they reach out to certain people, it happens, and there's a great things that just move along naturally to assure that it's not a giant scene among the people. It happens smoothly and everyone's taken care of. So I think with that, you know, training our volunteers, working with our volunteers and our staff, we make it happen almost seamlessly to the public. And, you know, that's so, what I'm so, proud of. Um, training of the volunteers, how does that happen? Is, it, is that something in person? Do you guys go through scenarios on site before the festival starts? Mm -hmm. We actually have, a, so your committee, the committees meet year round. And we actually meet twice in chairman's meetings before going all over, over the changes, protocols, information that happen, make sure everyone's on the same page. And we also have these great binders we live off of that have access to any information you want. And thanks to the modern society of cell phones, you know, you get words <laughs> of phone call. Like, I remember back in the days of doing events, that we'd always have those bulky, uh, uh, bulky, bulky talkies, ear pieces. And, and while some events that still works when I do concert work, that does work out, but we go through lots of procedures and have great traditions. And our volunteers um, have processes of how many years you serve on a committee. So you're, you're not just, you don't just walk in blind with seven other people that have never done this committee. You're gonna be there with people that have been there for one year, two years, or, or on their third year that pass down the traditions of festivals and the way things work. And so I think that our volunteers um, workings and our backbone of our society, our event is what makes us successful for sure uh, now when i started going to the arts festival uh it was held at the myriad uh the myriad gardens and now it's held uh right by the civic center by centennial park 
what what was the reasoning for the transfer in venue? You know, that was before my time. I really don't know. I think a lot of it had to do with space wise and spreading out um, in the event footprint. But, you know, with our partnership with the city as well, moving it over there and having the, you know, I, I kind of refer to myself as an art square around the edge of the bicentennial park. It really works out well, but um, it's been well received and we're, I'm happy with our new location. We've been there since 2016. In the Civic Center area, yes. yes. Uh, in that centennial park. And in 2022, are you guys planning on using the same uh, area? We are. April That's 19th fantastic. through April 24th. We'll see you there, Pepper. <laughs> I will be there front and center. Um, so anything else you want to tell the general public about the Arts Festival for 2022? Uh, anything about getting involved, uh, private funding? What? Yeah, what I mean, we're always open to volunteers on our page is the way you click on that. Uh, and submit information. It's really cool because on that volunteer form, it lets you see like what you're interested in. If you're into working with artists or if you're into photography and PR, and we actually look at that sheet and put you in a committee that will actually to your interests. You know, if, you, if you're not great at talking to people, we're not going to put you in the PR tent, you know. Um, so and visit our website, artscouncilkc.com. Um, of course, sponsors and donors, we're welcome with, always to help fund our, our projects and our, our, our mission of bringing the arts and community together. And we can't do that without additional funding. So um, you can reach out to me via the website. There's, if you hit Festival of the Arts, there's a little picture right there in my face. And <laughs> let us know how we can help your company, other companies or uh, you can help the arts as well. My, my daughter, she's 10 years old. And I don't think she went every night, but almost every night to the Arts Festival. And when Larry has shows, we go to the same show multiple times at the Civic Center uh, when they have the OKC Broadway. It, it's so interesting to me that uh, we'll go to a show that maybe she's not interested in. And inevitably, we'll go the next night. We'll go back to back to the same show. And I think that is just a real objective uh, a proof how important art is to the kiddos to the young adults, to my generation, and to the older folks. I mean, when I went to the arts festival, there was kids running around. There were people uh, that were elderly. I mean, it was not just a specific demographic. It was uh, it was a, a clean slice of everything you could possibly imagine. And I think that is what the arts represents. It does. They're, they're, the uh, arts see no, no color, no age. And so I think it's really amazing if you look at our performing arts stages, you would see everything from a young violinist to um, a senior tap dancing group. You know, we have, we have there's hundreds of performers that you see on our stages. Even the diversity you see, uh, the different um, genres of performing arts at our Twilight concerts that are every Sunday night in Marriott Gardens. This week, you can catch Ingenuity, which is amazing Native American flute. And then last week, it was country. And next week, it might be R&B. And these are all, I mean, our programs are designed to make sure that you can experience the arts in all different ways, whether it's visual, performing, culinary. There's ways that you, we get involved with that to put it in the hands of the community, which is just inspiring to me. I just remember when I was the project director and doing the Twilight concerts, there'd be moments when the bands would be so like a peak moment and the community comes together and we're dancing in the gardens. And like literally, I'm over there like soft crying because I, can cry at a dime. <laughs> that's the balance. When you see the community come together that don't know each other and just enjoy art, it's just, it's unreal. 
and literally at the end of the day, this may sound cliche, but art brings people together. I mean, it yeah. really does. You know, uh, right behind me uh, is the Mona Lisa. Uh, don't tell the Lou, but um, is the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and, you know, for generations, everybody on the planet loves it. And uh, I, I can't explain it. But when you see art, uh, no matter what form it is, I think there's a natural instinct to be drawn to it. And I think I, I love and I love the amount of effort that the Arts Council puts forward, the work that you do. Uh, and Seth, I know that we, we spoke briefly before this started. And you have other obligations tonight. Uh, but I wanted to make sure we went over everything the Arts Council does. Art Moves, All Access to Arts, Opening Night, and the Arts Festival. Is there another endeavor that you want to talk about briefly? We had the Twilight Concerts, as I mentioned just briefly. Um, but really, honestly, uh, we, we hit a lot of the main points, but if people are interested in learning more about us, artscouncilokc.com is the best way to visit us uh, to learn more. Um, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we got all the media outlets there. Um, and always just reach out to us. We're, we're, we're here to help and like bring the arts to people. So however we can do that, ideas and suggestions are welcome. And I love what you just said. You know, a lot of people uh, don't feel comfortable reaching out to uh, the Arts Council or any kind of entity that they're not familiar with, but the Arts Council itself, it has open arms. You guys are here to support the community. You're here to uh, work with the community. The, the things that I've heard tonight that just, you know, give me goosebumps, the volunteers are local. The artists come from around the world. Uh, that is showcasing what Oklahoma's kind of about. I mean, we put on an arts festival that showcases all kinds of cultural and um, artistic abilities, and it's supported uh, by local Oklahomans and is there literally free for everybody to enjoy. And that, that's pretty amazing to me. Yeah, the, uh, our opening night, the Twilight Concerts, and um, it's provided at no cost. You know, sometimes a wristband fee to see more other stuff, but festival, you can come six days a week, eat some of the best food in town, see world-class art and performances. And we now, love being part of the downtown community. A quick question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Um, the murals, all around the Plaza District, the Paseo, downtown, uh, I I don't know who does those and who supports that and how those are paid for. I got no clue. Do you? They're, they're all done differently. Uh, Plaza Walls is hand, handles uh, in the Plaza District. Uh, if you see a mural in the downtown community, it actually goes through an entire um, art, the art, not as arts council, but an arts commission uh, down through the city of Oklahoma City has an arts commission that scouts oh, out um, the, those the art, artists. The arts commission is completely different from the arts council. Yes, that's a, that's a city organization. Okay. And they have um, work with different artists there and pick the locations. The artists will pitch the project and some of it is funded privately. Sometimes we just a one percent that's given back to arts that we can work with, um, but that's all done to them. Um, and then you know we did the mural project this year with the Thunder for opening night, which we um, hi uh, highlighted BIPOC artists um, at the corner of um, Mickey Mantle and Reno, right down the street. Yeah, for and, sure. I office um, right next to that. It was amazing. Yeah. And so like uh, the, the the murals pop up differently, and I think it's cool also is you see a lot of independent businesses now using their business scape to hire local artists. Um, Carlos Barboza is another amazing muralist. Uh, Chris Keneally, uh, Dusty Gilpin, all these artists are doing incredible work on the city. And I think it's due to 
funding from local businesses and districts and our, our city. Yeah, and I, I uh, drove down Western and I don't remember the cross streets, but I would say 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere in there. There are murals that uh, they're lifelike. I mean, whoever the artist is, there's talent there. I mean, it's unbelievable what our yeah. local artists are having the ability to do. There's a really cool one that's over over by Stonecloud, and it's uh, it's like an artist named Jex, and it's an Einstein, and literally you're like the shades of it, the gray gradients. You're like, what? This How amazing! Yes. I mean, uh, Carlos Barbosa did one, and it was um, it's just a John Travolta, and it has like James Marsden, and, like all this stuff. And it's like these, it's so it's like portraits now. Like it's the talent's coming out of that little uh, uh, spray spray can spray can. Yeah. Yeah. they're slow movements and like there's different nozzles that they use on the spray paint like it's it's unreal we've so, got we have an amazing talent pool of artists in Oklahoma city and we're blessed to employ them and also just work with them and, and see them in our community yeah and i mean uh, a travesty in life is to have people with talent that's never really exposed the arts council specifically you said um provide a forum for these artists to be able to express themselves and uh, show their talents. And as an Oklahoman, I thank you, man. Uh, uh, you doing great work. It's awesome. I enjoy it. It's, 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 when you have a job like this, it's easy to do. Uh, I love it. And I know you have another uh, commitment tonight. Thank you for your time. And everybody listening, the website, Oklahoma City Arts, uh, Arts Council. ArtsCouncilOKC.com. ArtsCouncilOKC.com. Please give it a visit. Seth, have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate it.